This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Let's hit up the hotline. A gentleman that was there throughout the entire week. And by the way, when I say gentleman, I truly mean that with our next guest, Jared Gallagher. Red Dirt Golf Collective. You can check them out at reddirtgolf.com. Off of their live coverage from the entire week. What's up, Jared? How are you, buddy? I'm super good, super well. Um, I appreciate the kind words. I am, however, a little salty because Hubs was in the media center on Saturday and never once said hello to me. So, But we took that off the air. We have cleared the air. We're all good. Listen, the one thing that you have to know about Matt, maybe the weirdest person that you will ever meet, (laughs) don't take any of that stuff personally at all. Matt does not know what to do with himself, let alone how to participate in just general conversations with people. So it's it's nothing against you, Jared. Yes, it's it's rough for the young man out in society, Jared. (laughs) You know, I was I was gonna I was going to compliment him on his nice haircut. He looked very clean cut. It was you know, looking like a professional man out there and uh, didn't even give me the time of day. So. See, Matt, got to get outside your little uh, your little zone there. I was going to say, to be fair, last time Jared saw me was in the press box of Owasso and my hair was almost like shoulder length. Well, <laughs> that's the first time I'd seen you without a hat in forever, bro. Yeah. 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 First time in a while. I mean, same can be said for you, Pop. You wear your hat. Oh, that's fine. We live in a business, right? I didn't get into this business to dress well. I got <laughs> into this business to dress like a slob every day and be able to wear T-shirts if I want to and, yeah. and shorts. Uh, so, Jared, what was your overall thoughts? Now that we've had a few hours to kind of soak in everything, I would love to uh, pick your golf brain about how you felt like the entire week went uh, over at Cedar Ridge with our friends from Live. Yeah, uh, you know, all in all, it, it's hard for me to say that wasn't a success for live for the city of Tulsa um, for golf fans in the state of Oklahoma and kind of this region. Um, I felt like, you know, I could get nitpicky with some of the things I didn't love or, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't think were, you know, didn't go so well. I E the, the shuttle line getting, getting back to the parking lot. But again, you know, infrastructure wise, you know, you can always improve on that stuff. But I thought all around, it was a tremendous success. It was a a very interesting tournament, a great finish. Um, If you were there, you saw it. Unfortunately, (laughs) you know, they took that off the air. Um, But it was it was a lot of fun. and, And I glad people came back after the rain delay yesterday afternoon. Uh, and saw a really good finish with some um, major winners coming down the stretch. And, and, you know, I really thought, Pop, that the team competition um, went well. That was that was kind of the big piece that I wasn't sold on coming into the week was the team com- competition aspect of it. And I, you know, I, I kind of thought those talking points had been conjured up. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this on our podcast. Um, but really you could see i mean even in the post in the in the post round press conference you could see the difference between the two right i mean dustin yep. johnson just won four million bucks but the happiest guys up there were singer gc the the south african group who had just won the team competition and they were the ones ready to to, to party so i mean it was um you kind of got to see that play out and um and so it was just you know there were a lot of competitive aspects at play you know i thought uh everything really um came together well in the end 
Um, you know, again, small nitpicky things, but you know, the, nobody expected it to be another PGA Championship. No, right? I mean, it they wasn't. Didn't. And and you can't. So. I, I opened up the show with that earlier. I'm like you. <sighs> We cannot compare anything to like a major. Like it's a sure. completely different feel. Uh, just the attitudes are are different, and the the size and magnitude of what happened last year at PGA. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't try to compare it to that. Uh, so I I'm sure that you're probably like a lot of people were, even myself, Jared. Did you have preconceived notions going in, or was it like uh, just a, a blatant curiosity? heading even into the week about how all of this yeah. was going to work out compared to when you walked out of the gates for the final time, you're like, okay, you know what? There were, there was a lot of that that was fun, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. Honestly, pop, I, it was hard for me not to go into it wondering how they were going to pull off all the things that they said that they were going to do. Uh, I mean, you think about it, any professional event, any, any sporting event of any kind that's only been around for, 12 months for them to, you know, offer up all of the other things outside of just simply competitive golf that they did. And for the most part, I thought it all went well. I mean, hosting concerts at the end of the round and having all of the extra things, the BMX bikers, the parachutists, the, the DJs, you know, all of that stuff, the, the giant fan village they had with, a ton of different vendors that are, you know, not employed by Liv. They they came in specifically for this event to make this giant carnival-like atmosphere. Um, I was I was curious how that was all going to work out logistically, and if it was going to live up to the hype that they they promised it would. And you know, for all intents and purposes, I I really think that it did. I, obviously, you you know, there are underlying things with this league. Um, that really rub people the wrong way. And I get that and I respect that totally. But if you just take the product at its surface level, I think they have a sustainable model that, you know, could be replicated, especially in a market like Tulsa or Oklahoma City or wherever they decide to have it next um, in this region. I really think that they have something that they could replicate and, and improve upon year after year. I'm with you. We talked about that last week. And no one knows four years from now what this entity is going to look like. Sure. Uh, I think it could evolve into, into a, a variety of different things, but in terms of, of the model, and this is not, like you said, Jared, this is not about backing, funding, anything else. I'm leaving all of the political aspects that are completely out of this, but right. just in the, in the model of the competition – I do think that they kind of have something. I'm on record as saying I still feel like that it's a version of exhibition, um, and mm -hmm. that and that's fine. But that when I say exhibition, that also doesn't mean that that's a negative. I, I don't I don't think that's a sure. negative because, I mean, how many how many places could you walk into this weekend and there's you know 13 majors that are on the course? Not every single last one of those yeah. guys are competitive, but. Did we not just watch maybe two of the better golfers in the entire world, no matter what tour that they're on, battle it out and play an extra hole yesterday afternoon with, with Cam oh, yeah, and DJ? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, that itself was, to me, an, enough for price of admission to get in to be able to watch those two guys, and especially Cam coming back from the way that he did, DJ overcoming a, a triple bogey, mm -hmm. for crying out loud. It was just, it, it, was, it was fun to watch. 
from from a competitive standpoint, um, it was really high quality action, right? I mean, you just take what DJ did yesterday. I mean, he you know he's in the final group. They go into the rain delay, which was I didn't see the exact time, but it felt like about an hour, hour, right? hour and twenty minutes. Maybe. I think they said hour forty something is total what it hour ended 40. up being. Okay. Yep. And and he came out and had a, a disastrous triple bogey, and I, I'm still trying to figure out what he was trying to do. You know, part of me, if you go back and you watch the hole, um, he puts it in the water, has to take a drop, and then he's got this really tough chip where he's got a lot of uh, rough leading up to the green. It's it's an uphill um, shot up to this plateau where the hole is, and then it just drops off, and there's water on the other side really difficult to get it to the hole. And so I'm part of me thought that by not getting it to the green with his first chip, he had an easier chip up to the hole, um, which he did. And then he just missed the putt. He was part of me thought that he was playing for the double at that point uh, and just missed the putt for triple. But all of that to say, he was kind of having to battle back after that. And I was probably 20 feet from where he was in regulation on 18. Mm. And I got a great video of his, birdie putt there and it i mean the dude's got stones right i mean I, I watched brooks miss the exact same putt cam had actually made that putt in regulation from that same spot just below the hole and then dj comes up and hits that putt um the there was a bit of confusion because at that time the four aces were a stroke behind stinger gc in the team competition and so when brennan grace parred 18 and dj birdied 18 a lot of people went over to the ninth hole thinking there was going to be the first team playoff in live golf. <laughs> yes. Yep. Unfortunately, DJ's score didn't even count. And I was thinking about that in the press conference and, and, you know, Stinger was Stinger GC was very elated. Of course, DJ was elated. He just won 4 million bucks. Right. But as elated it, as it, DJ can be, by the way, with his personality. Like, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but I was thinking about it last night when I got home, if you're if you're, I don't know, Patrick Reed or somebody else that plays on the four aces team, I was just thinking, you know, DJ played, he didn't play great yesterday. I, I can't say that he finished that tournament great. He, he did just enough to win the tournament and win that individual $4 million. He didn't even play well enough for them to take their team score, you know, and that's really like if I'm Patrick Reed or somebody else, I've got to be a little bit disappointed in my captain, right? Because not saying that he's only out there playing for himself to win that individual. Of course you want him to do well, but it's that, that, you know, he, he just kind of stumbled out after the, the rain delay and just couldn't get back, uh, couldn't get his wheels back and they couldn't take his team score when it could have been, the individual champion and the four aces celebrating that was not to be, it was the stingers. And so it just, that, that kind of sold me a little bit more on the team competition. I, I just was really kind of thinking about that last night. And so it's just, there were a lot of different aspects at play that I was pleasantly surprised about, uh, especially with the on course um, competition that we saw. So I found myself in a position where when I was at the course and watching it was more back to the traditional side where I'm paying attention more to the individual side of it. But I think right. that coming to terms with the team concept 
really helps from the television broadcast or the or the apps broadcast perspective because they hammered a lot of that home yesterday and even walking around on the course with the app up like paying attention to the broadcast I was mm-hmm. it was almost like I was reminded of the team concept and it's just one of those things that until you're in it like you don't even you don't even really think about right because we're we're not programmed to right. think that way from a golf perspective. So the TV broadcast does help with with the team, and I have to admit that I I found myself being a little bit more intrigued with the, some of the things that you were talking about with the teams trying to uh, sure. get their collective score there towards the end. Yeah, and I even saw you know I remember specifically seeing Brooks Kepka on eighteen take a very long look at the scoreboard uh, to see where he was yeah. in the team competition. Um, there were several guys that were that were looking at and and again in the press conferences they were saying all the right things you know this is they, they were saying all the things that you would expect them to say in a team competition kind of you know it's like you know the hockey the hockey chirping and stuff like that it's just things that you expect to happen um, but I I really and this may just me being naive but I really you know found a way to buy into that uh, at the end of the week and you know. Um, whether it was just kind of finally pounded, pounded home in the talking points that this team competition matters or, or if it actually does matter to them, I started to believe it by Sunday evening. There's no doubt. And I, uh, I have to admit that th- there might be an element of me paying a little bit more of attention uh, in general to the team format and any future events that they have moving forward. So let's uh, let's just get to the golf itself, Jared, in terms of caliber of not only player, but the caliber of golf that we saw over the weekend. Where do you think that it ranks? You know, we talked about that on our podcast earlier in the week, and we were, I frankly was pretty nervous with how Cedar Ridge was going to hold up with the forecast that we had. Um, you know, a ton of rain was expected. I bet I didn't see what the rain totals were yesterday during the rain delay, but they had a half inch the day before that, or more than a half inch the day before that. Um, I was really worried, you know, that the, the that these guys were just going to come out and overpower the golf course and throw darts. Um, but we had, in our podcast, I think we had decided that we were hoping, like it would be a really successful week for Cedar Ridge if the winner was anywhere between 15 and 18 under and Dustin Johnson was 17 under. So I thought the course held up really nicely. Um, obviously there were low scores out there. I mean, geez, Harold Varner yesterday. Oh, at on one fire. Point, pace to shoot like a 56 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then Cam, Cam Smith also, he ended up, Varner shot a 61 a nine under 61, which Cameron Smith actually also shot a 961 to get himself into that playoff. Um, Brandon Gray shot the only other 61 in live tour history on Friday. So there were low scores out there for sure. But, but all week long, the guys talked about the, um, how pure the greens were and how um, that was the main defense of the golf course was the undulation of those greens and how they were running. And, um, and again, with all of that rain, with hardly any win. I mean, you think about this week last year, the week before the PGA, I remember going out to Southern Hills and the wind was gusting like 45 miles an hour, right? Where was that this week? <laughs> I was really hoping for a little bit of wind, but um, no, I thought the course held up really nicely uh, for all intents and purposes. Um, again, when you get that much rain, it's going to get a little sloshy. Those guys are going to take advantage of it, but 
the level of competition I thought was tremendous. You saw some really low scores. Um, I, I would have liked to see Phil compete a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, play a little bit better. Uh, I thought that would have been a nice storyline. He was too busy arguing uh, but, with people, Jared, before his rounds on Twitter <laughs> is what Phil was doing. I I got to say, though, Pop, I, th- this weekend was the first time I got an up-close and personable look, personal look at those bad boys that he's got on his legs, those calves. Holy smoke. They're spectacular, man. aren't they? <laughs> it is. I mean, bronze, put them in bronze. Yes. It's incredible. There's no question. No question at all. Final one. Uh, what type of springboard do you feel like that this past week was for guys like Cam, for guys like DJ heading into this week sure. uh, for the PGA Championship? Well, th- you know, that was one thing that uh, – several of the guys talked about about Cedar Ridge was how it was it, it was a golf course that didn't necessarily suit itself to one style of play right that you saw the bombers you saw um, tacticians you saw guys you know who earn their strokes gain on their approach and their putting I mean there were a lot of different styles that were succeeding at Cedar Ridge um, I from what I've heard at Oak Hill here for the PGA this week is that it is a bombers golf course for sure. So, you know, maybe you're looking at guys like Peter Uline. Uh, he's leading live in uh, driving distance. I don't know. I don't even know if he is. I, I've got to look at and see uh, who all is actually playing in the PGA from live, but um, you know, Cam playing really, really well, obviously. I think this type of event leading up, I mean, it's, it's like why guys go play, you know, the week before the Masters, right? I mean, they they, they need a good tune-up uh, ahead of time, get their confidence up, make sure they've got everything dialed in. I think playing 54 holes probably helps, right? Yes. Because they're a little bit fresher uh, going into next week. They're, for the most part, from what we heard, they were most everybody flew up last night. Um, maybe the stingers flew up today, depending on how their party went last night, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. And even, you know, even Taylor Gooch, right? Like he was kind of the unofficial, um, host of this tournament at in Broken Arrow, right? He had so many different engagements that he had to do. He had his Taylor Gooch foundation tournament on Monday and he had, uh, the welcome party that he had to be at, and he had all of these different engagements that he had to be at really the last two weeks leading up to this event, and he was just so tired, right? I talked with him. I talked with Mal Baker, his caddy, and, and he was just dead tired this week. Um, Mal really likes his form going into Oak Hill next week. So nice. I'm, I'm curious to see how the guys hold up. And obviously, I mean, anybody that watched the Masters saw that there were several of the live golfers who were um, – who were competing down the stretch uh, for a green jacket, Brooks being right there and, and several others. So, um, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm going to be glued to the TV this weekend and it should be a lot of fun. I kind of wish I was up there. Right? No I mean, Rochester doubt. This time of year looks pretty gorgeous. So I know I, I wish we could just, just keep the golf train rolling. Just like, <laughs> let's go. Let's right. Take, 
Let's hitch let's, a ride. Let's, maybe grab, let's grab one of the vans and go. Let's may, maybe when the stingers haven't left yet, we can just kind of like sneak on, right? They're just <laughs> yeah. now waking up from their hangover. Uh, you go to the website oh, right man. now, reddirtgolf.com. Check out all of the work and the podcast that not only Jared did, but um, TJ as well. And uh, it's, a, it's a really good website. You will thoroughly enjoy your experience. And Jared, I can't thank you enough for taking a few moments to come on with us today. Good to see you, man. We'll have to do this a little bit more hey. often. Absolutely. And Hubs, I, I just want to let you know it's all water under the bridge. We can start fresh uh, next time. Okay, buddy? Thanks, man. I really See, appreciate it. Jared's like way nicer <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Jared, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. All right. See you all guys. Right. That's Jared Gallagher joining us here on the Blitz 1170. We will get to the controversy that is what happened with the CW coming up in the 3 o'clock hour when Colby arrives. I've got the uh, audio from when it flipped off here locally and then at several of the other affiliates across the country. And I also have the inner workings, the emails, and what actually happened with CW in Atlanta and the message that went out to the affiliates, okay? Because there's some explaining to do. And for everyone like that I've seen on Twitter, there's like, and no one cared, oh, you haven't seen the complaint logs. Because there were several people that actually cared. Maybe it's because it was in this local market. I haven't seen every complaint log from, from other affiliates across the country. But yes, there were indeed complaints. But we'll explain it coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. When we come back, though, let's check out everything that was not golf from the weekend. Because there was also a lot. That's coming up next here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Matt Hubbard coming to you live from the Ike's Chili House Studios, serving four generations of Tolson since 1908 here on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.